0: Hey everyone, this is Kristen Sandy Benton with the Christian Sandy Show, where we get up and cl- up close and personal with great, amazing, up and coming artists. And boy, do we got a great show for you today! We've listened to a couple of her songs, and you're in for a treat today. Um, we got Morgan Miles, and I, t- and I met her through Allison Steele from Two Steele Girls a while back. I mean, I don't know if it was a year ago or something like that, but it's been a while. But she's really awesome. She's going places. You will see her at the top one day. But Morgan, are you here? <laughs>
1: I am. Wow, thanks for the
2: intro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So um as we get started, I always like the the first few things is always about fluff fluff stuff before we get serious. But yeah, tell us a little <laughs> bit about you, where you're from, um, hobbies you have outside of music and stuff like that.
1: I mean, I'm from uh Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Originally, I come from a non musical background, so I don't have any cool claims and fame uh, stories from <laughs> my parents. Um, but yeah, when I was a little kid, I just sat down at the piano one day, which my mom had bought for decoration, <laughs> not to play it. And she ended up taking um, uh, lessons with me because she's a teacher and she just loves learning things. So. Her and I started taking lessons together when I was six. And then I started playing guitar and started going back and forth from New York City. You know, long story short, I was like, I want to do this. And um, I ended up going to Berklee College of Music for a oh, year wow. and then got some opportunities here in Nashville with Sony at the moment. And so at that time. And so I moved and loved Nashville. I loved where country music was at that point. It was definitely, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like Sheryl Crow and Jewel and, you know, a lot of different people were making country albums. Um, It seemed like pop was going really heavy into a different direction of, like, that, and, like,
2: Mm -hmm. country
1: was kind of into that. That's not where country is now, unfortunately. But (laughs) um, what I also really fell in love with Nashville was just the songwriting and, and I truly believe Mm -hmm. the best songwriters live in Nashville and, um, the community here is, is a good one. It's definitely growing bigger than what it used to be, but, um, it's definitely a really great community for a small town girl that I was used to. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. And then from there, um, you know, I, I ended up, um, becoming a nanny for a woman that had ALS, and and then ended up being oh, the guardian well. of kids that lost, you know, their mom. She eventually passed away, which was a really hard thing. Um, that they've been in that now in my life for ten years, um, and then I went on the road with um, a recording artist, Reva, and um, I don't know. I I I have like a laundry list of stuff. I don't know how to synopse like my life here. I feel terrible. <laughs> But I, uh, eventually I um, released an EP. It did really well. And that's kind of what launched um, my career into a lot of tour and getting some, you know, some good things from some publications that I I can't believe ever would mention me. And um, that's just kind of what started it all. That, That album was the Miss Morgan Miles EP that was like a, you know, kind of a coming out of this is me, world. Oh, so now, for me to have this debut album, it's been it's taken a long, long time.
0: Yes, you know, like they say, Nashville's a ten-year city.
1: Oh man, at this point,
0: fifteen-year <laughs> like city. Because you know that's I've heard that for years that that when you yes, move to Nashville, expect minimum ten years. Because when you and when you, when you hear the stories of many of the big artists, and they tell their story, they talk about moving to art, to moving to Nashville, and and where they lived out of their car and stuff for the first few months, and couch surfed and all that, and then and then they said that they had no idea that it was that it was going to take ten, twelve, fifteen years before all of a sudden something clicked, and that one album went crazy, and then they've been big ever since.
1: Yep. It's, it's a really crazy world. I mean, and and I think, I mean, and granted, a lot of things have changed now too, with like how music's released and, you
0: mm-hmm. know, this
1: whole thing with radio, which has made it even harder for females. So, I mean, it's, and we're I, I don't there. think there's a rhyme or a reason, is really the moral of the story. I think it comes down to really good music and a lot of luck um, and <laughs> hard work, really, and determination. You know, I think yeah, it's I a survival it. the survival of the fittest.
0: You know, I remember um, when we interviewed Allison Steele. Since y'all are friends, um, we interviewed Allison Steele back in 2014, and one of the, one of my questions back then was, "What would you, what advice would you give a new person?" And although she's went a different route now, as you know, I still believe that this this is so much truth in this because I think that this is why people don't realize what it takes. But she got in. I remember she said that this is going to be, and she said, this was her exact word. She said. This is gonna come funny coming from somebody um, who's full time in this. She goes, but if your heart will allow you to do anything else outside of music, she says, Please go do that because the sacrifices here are horrendous. Mm-hmm. She says, Unless you can be all in, don't do it. Except for unless you keep it as a hobby. Of course she's not saying don't do don't sing, <laughs> you know. She was saying yeah. keep it as a, keep it at a hobby level. But she talked about yeah, the I sacrifices mean, it, that they have to make.
1: It's a lot. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The struggle is real. <laughs> I mean, it's just not easy. And it's just, it is, it's a really, really hard thing. I think that's why, you, you know, but here's the thing. If you don't, if you mm-hmm. don't true, if you're not here for the right reasons and music isn't like, you know, your therapy and it, it heals you mm-hmm. and, you know if that's not your purpose in life you won't you won't go that far with it like you only yeah. you will reach a certain level and you still won't be happy, you'll never be satisfied. I think that's the thing and there and I think even in life, it doesn't matter what your what journey you're on what career you're on it I think it always comes down to what you think is successful, like what where you want to be yeah. and and people I think in this business it i what I can't stand it gets under my skin when people when Mm -hmm. artists think that they're competing against one another that is not (laughs) what music's Mm -hmm. about like at all yeah exactly like be who you are be that something like be the change and sometimes it's just like people just if you just are you you're here because you want attention and you want people to like praise you and stuff just do yourself a favor and all of us a favor and go do something else because there's, there's <laughs> artists here that are truly here for the right reasons, putting their necks yeah. out, doing everything to connect all well and be genuine. And it's just something I'm really passionate about because there's nothing more disgusting than an ego. Like oh, definitely. Over we're making music. It's not like we're curing cancer. I mean, we're hopefully touch some hearts. And, and I, I do think music plays in a very important role on an emotional level. But um, very much
2: I'm
1: like, so. it's just sometimes I, I just, I love when I, I like, like, oh my gosh, you think, you know, your blank don't think, and it sure does, okay?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it sure does. <clears throat> it sure does.
0: Yeah, when you talk about the music um, helping people, Sandy has a story.
3: Oh yes, yes, when when I was young, I was bullied a lot in high school and and music definitely helped me get through that time period. Very healing. Don't don't know where I would be if I didn't have music in my life back then.
1: Absolutely. That's when I started writing music for the first time was when yes. I had three chords. I, I only could play three chords at that point. But it I guess it goes back to <laughs> that. that three chords and the
0: truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And, yes. Um
1: my first song I ever wrote was called Everybody Hurts. I mean it's so ridiculous. Like <laughs> but it was
0: oh, wow. um
1: you know, but it was something that I felt that I could do on my own by myself yeah. and just kind of write it out. And then it's amazing after you write a song how you feel. Like, I don't know why, and it's very, um, it's it's definitely something that is, like, calming. Like, afterwards, you're like, well, that was all worth it, Mm -hmm. because I just wrote a really cool song, you know? Yeah. So,
0: yeah,
1: it's like talking to a therapist, but in a different way.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I remember when we first married, I was one of these big into big uh, motivational audio tapes type stuff which shows how long we've been married, take <laughs> um, 17 years. But, um, and she was digging the music. But I was one of them that, that believed, and I was brainwashed to believe this, that if you were serious about your, uh, whatever profession you're in, your car would be an educational thing, and you would not listen to music. So I was against listening to music. Even though I loved music, I was against listening to music. She come, We get married, and she's this person that can't live without music. Mm-hmm. Needless <laughs> exactly. to say that that it was very quickly I realized you know we are going to have to compromise here <laughs> and yeah so we did about a, so we did a fifty fifty split we listened to half a month and I still believe don't get me wrong I believe in motivational stuff and all that to help you grow personally I believe in all that still but I now understand music moves people I think music will move people way more than the motivational tape would anyway now. So I, I got yeah. total different feelings. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I think like what I, what honestly, I'm, I'm a big person in uh, happiness is a choice, and you got to work at mm-hmm. it. And I think it's mind, body, and soul, and it's not just one thing or the other. I mean, I read self help books, I listen to my tapes, mm-hmm. or, or case we call them but I listen to a motivational thing I listen to my music yeah. I write music yeah. I have to work out I have to eat well all these things that make me feel better I, you know I have to have my spiritual path so
2: I mean mm-hmm.
1: with that like it truly really is like you have to you have to keep your mind healthy just as much as your body and it all goes together <laughs>
3: oh yeah so important about the balance there
0: so at this point, you know, because you sound like a very passionate singer, which we can tell by the songs you definitely on. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. What what <laughs> drives you?
1: I mean, what drives me, I'm, I'm very face-based. I've been through some, some interesting things, like I said, like, you know, taking a, care of a woman that had ALS mm-hmm. and, and every day just seeing her decline and having these two kids My. and – Oh, yeah. You know, also, though, like, losing my cousin last year, Mm -hmm. who was, like, my best friend, brain cancer, and another Mm four-year struggle. It's almost been back-to-back illnesses kind of lining up. But I know, you know, it goes for me. What, what I just want to, I just am so passionate about really wanting to help people because we all hurt and we all go through things. Mm -hmm. And life is hard. Life Mm -hmm. is so hard. And, like. You know, when I it's just it's just like I want this music to be a blanket, a hug to them or an mm-hmm. empowerment, whatever it means, just so that people mm-hmm. know that you're not alone and that yeah. you know do yeah. what you have to do but but you're not alone, like we're all here together and some people you know, when I when I was really knocked down in my career last year because of really bad I had a really, really tough manager that wasn't mm-hmm. doing really good things. Disrespected me on every level possible. I've oh, never wow. really been in that terrible of a scenario, and mm-hmm. I was losing my cousin. And I just,
2: mm. I,
1: what happened was, I got through in my life. I really couldn't get myself out of it. I was really, really sad. I was, I was on kind of this rock bottom. And here's mm-hmm. what music does when you when you're so isolated because I felt very controlled. By someone else So I was out of control And I felt very isolated And I felt Mm -hmm. like I couldn't get anywhere Now what's crazy is One thing that you can do by yourself Is turn on a song By yourself And you can hear that music by yourself In that isolated place And hopefully go okay Maybe I need to go to call my mom Maybe I need to go take a bubble bath
2: Maybe Mm -hmm. I
1: need to go walk my dog and hopefully that slowly leads you to a conversation or mm-hmm. just helping yourself you know it starts yeah. at, you know loving yeah. yourself before anything else and that's been a journey for me and I think the, a lot of the songs I wrote before I really hit the rock bottom that's on this therapy album but mm-hmm. it was it was this place of me fighting for myself I mean, a lot of those songs, I was like my passive-aggressive voice that I felt I couldn't be heard, and I was being so berated that, and then, obviously, the spiritual songs is dealing with, like, the fact that the inevitable, that I was going to lose someone that was super close to my life, like, this early in life. It was really hard, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I've lost my grandfather, that was tough, and and things Mm -hmm. like that, but when someone thirty three years old it's just like you can't wrap your brain around the faith sometimes, you know, and
2: yeah. yeah it's
1: and 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 but I think that's faith, you know you have faith when you continue to to search for that faith, but you know you have it, and yeah. that's just a place that it's okay to question it. there's nothing wrong with it because you have exactly. it there. It's just a challenge of how you how where where is this new deeper faith this new deeper meaning of life going to take you mm-hmm. this
0: time Yeah, cause yeah, cause we just lost my stepmom to lung and brain cancer. Yeah, and, and she might have been, and we think she's been sick for a while. We just don't know, she just never told nobody, mm-hmm. and she knew, yeah. because all of a sudden, you know, we just found found out a couple months ago, and then she's already passed away. And and they um, didn't give my ta- my dad time to realize what was going on and, and you know he he's had to go through the death of my mom through cancer you know and she passed away six months after my wife and I uh, married and in fact she loved Sandy I wish she could could still been here because she didn't get to see the grandkids or anything but she um she loved Sandy my my actual mom mom and um it was amazing. You know, and Stephen told me that if I messed it up, she would take Sandy's side, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, of course, we <clears throat> like a year or so later, um, my stepmom comes in the picture with my dad, and he remarries. And then, so she's been in our life for like fifteen years. So she's again an- another mom, and now I got to go through this again.
2: Yeah, it's just so and, tough.
0: <clears throat> And then you're like, you know, and again, like you said, we all question because sometimes, we're like, you know, sometimes I feel like so many things are crashing because, cause again, what we're doing, you know, with this whole the Christian show, New Country Media, and all that, we're going against the big dogs here too, and it's like, you know, we don't have money coming in, and we don't know where next dollar. So sometimes we're like, okay, God, where are you, you know? So <laughs> yeah. we all question.
1: Yes, absolutely. But I mean, again, it's what do you measure your success on? And and I think people we get we always get lost with what we don't have, and you have to continue Truth. to remind yourself like how much mm-hmm. we do have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think
2: exactly as a
1: culture, it's easy to just. I mean, we're I think our behavior tells us that we should focus on like what we don't have, the lack mm-hmm. of. Is that,
0: that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, that's so true. And like, like I remember Joe Kelly and we interviewed him um, a few weeks ago. That was something he said. That He said a lot of people, when they look at the music industry, they think success is Blake Shelton, Miranda, Carrie. He says, I differ. He says, I've got friends of mine that that refuse to go to a record label. They don't want to be controlled. They do their music their own way, and they're profiting between a hundred and two hundred thousand and 200000 a year. He says, they're living the life. You just don't know it. Yep. Yeah,
3: exactly. And they're getting to do what they love making a living doing what they love. When I was
1: in this label management
3: situation, I
1: literally lost my connection to myself, which is basically my music, Mm -hmm. because music are one and the same. You know, as an art, like Mm -hmm. an actor, you put on a show, you put on a face, you can become a Mm -hmm. character, and then you go home Mm -hmm. and you move on to another thing. When you are an Mm -hmm. artist, when you are a musician, you are creating the music, and even further, you know, most of us now are singer-songwriters, so now we're even writing the songs, so everything we put out (laughs) there is completely Mm -hmm. us, and you know, it's like, ready to stick your neck out? (laughs) Like, ready to get (laughs) you ready, but then when you have this whole team that everyone sees and has different opinions of you and no one's listening to you. It's a scary, Mm -hmm. lonely place to be and very misunderstood, especially when you're trying to do music for these reasons that are all very good and genuine and all all of a sudden gets taken away from you. And you're like, like you're a child, like an eight year old child, you know, like totally misunderstood. It's just like such a weird thing to be under. Mm -hmm. Now, some people, again, going back to, that, that they, they're okay with doing what someone tells them to do and singing yeah. songs that they don't believe in and, <laughs> you know, go for it. But for me, that, that takes away my purpose. And I, there's yeah. so many beautiful things that people may not be, you know, not aware of some of these artists, but they mm-hmm. are freaking amazing. And you go to these shows and you're just like, they should be the biggest superstar in the world. Honestly, what you hear on the radio, not to put a lot of these bigger artists down, cuz like that, that like there's a lot of great amazing things. Yeah. But honestly, oh, the stuff that's not as super popular, <coughs> cool mm-hmm. new music that people aren't hearing. That's the good stuff. Yeah.
2: It, you know, yeah,
1: you're kind of hearing the lesser. You're hearing what um labels feel is safe to release that will be a commercial success because based on data or based yeah. on mm-hmm.
2: you yeah,
1: know, they, they every person, especially in Nashville, in a label system, comes from a place of fear. That's always been said to me, and you can really see mm-hmm. it. It's a place of fear because yeah. who's gonna really take that risk on? And there's only a handful that will. So
0: you know, I was you know, I was surprised about the whole um, God's Country by uh, Blake. I was really surprised at that one because that was a risk. On the label, well, well, the label would consider that a risk. Um, well, I didn't consider yep. it a risk, yeah, you know, but because I, I, to me, that I, that was that's one of my favorite songs I love, love, love that song, well, and we need more of that. Is
1: the risk. I think every time they do take a risk, like Cam with Burning House, the song does really well. Mm-hmm. Like, when they mm-hmm. take the risk, I think those risks are actually the good part of Nashville that everybody's like. <laughs> You know, these 10-year songs that are just sitting in, you know, catalogs that are just these diamonds, and, mm-hmm. you know, and then but you're hearing what you're hearing on the radio, and then one of these actually gets played, someone takes a risk, and then, like, the whole mm-hmm. town goes nuts, and it becomes song of the year. You're like, why? But you you realize it could be happening <laughs> all the time, like, tons of them. Like, it doesn't need to be a bunch of crap with one diamond. Like, it can be all yeah. diamonds all the time, Yeah. Because, you know, like... I was in a songwriter around last night. This guy's 24 years old, and he played a song, and I was like, "That that 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 that's, that's literally song of the year." So what what yeah. you wrote, I, and I'm like, "Yeah," I, and and I hate to say it, I'm like, "We'll we'll see if that maybe in maybe in 10 years we'll hear that song mm-hmm. somewhere." I don't know, but it was too good. It was too good to be a commercial.
0: It, you know but it something was one I of heard.
1: Classic song, you know, like a classic song.
0: Yeah, you know something I heard I couldn't you know, and I, I guess this is true, but I've never heard I, I, one of my friends told me that that if a label has an artist that they are really putting money behind, and let's say you're an up and coming artist who kind of who they feel can, can who can can give a, their artist a run for their money. A friend of mine told me that that artist will try to bring you onto the label. And once you sign they bank, they bench you.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, so that you're not competing. Also there's tax write ups for like for major labels, I mean, it's also like a tax write up too. And then you also mm-hmm. have to remember mm-hmm. a label the label has you know, it all comes down to money. So if you say like Warner, right? They if I signed mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Warner and then two months later they make this big, big Announcement that they brought Kenny Chesney over to Warner Well then the Mm -hmm. entire shift Of the entire timeline of the Label of how anybody's getting released is going to change Based on because think about All the money that they just spent for Kenny And he is going to be Without sale going to make money so it, yeah. you know with struggling so bad they have to basically mm-hmm. set it up financially that they can they can they can take more of a risk and take the hit because mm-hmm. they have to put they, someone was saying it takes 7 million dollars to launch a female versus like 1 to 3 for a, a like a male
0: artist oh wow oh
2: wow cuz from what
1: radio.
0: i heard I, i'm friends with Gabby Barrett's family and from what they say um, I guess Gabby did it smart She didn't, you know They thought when Gabby didn't win uh, Idol And she came in third They thought that was the worst thing that could have happened It actually became a blessing Because she wasn't tied yeah. down yet and, and they were telling me that Because she grew her audience since Idol That when Warner came to her She got from what they've heard Again, That they're only going by what people have told them But they've heard that Gabby got the biggest deal any rookie's ever gotten.
1: Oh yeah, I mean she created, she created like she had more to um, work with, like as far as bargaining, yeah. um,
0: and and that's it, what Joe yeah, said I mean, you need to do.
1: Yeah, I mean as far as American Idol or or The Voice, I always say, you know, if you're going to go on that show, have all that music and your team and everything, be ready to. Work whatever wherever you leave that show to to just keep on going going while you have that attention on you yep. while you have people watching you, and exactly so, you know because at this point like it just seems like a lot of artists almost don't don't they're they're not able to go anywhere from there but obviously mm-hmm. I think Gabby probably did have a lot of good team around her to go you know we're going to use American Idol as a platform to get you to go further. Not, exactly. not this is the end y'all. You need to win. This is just going to be exactly. a stepping stone as a marketing promotional tool to get you in front of people.
0: And 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 like what Joe said, that was one of the things that he said when we talked to, um, a few weeks ago. He said that if you want to be signed by a big record deal, even if they're coming now, he says, if you say yes, you're screwed. They screwed you. You, just, you might not think so, but they screwed you. It says build your base local, build your base regional, and start working on building a big enough following so when they do come, you pull the strings, not them.
1: Exactly. I think what most artists think, and I've been the culprit too, you know, I think that's what – I don't know that you're just raised to think this, like get the Mm -hmm. big record, deal, get everything, but you realize you're starting at, you're putting yourself at such a like vulnerable position and in all their hands, all control, because as, as things might not work out for you and it's not even based on your talent or whatever, it's just maybe some things aren't lining up for you and you start to lose, 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 lose. There's I Where I want to come as an artist is, like, I want to start building my foundation slowly and adding all yeah. these things to keep building, mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. an empire that hopefully gets me just to a place yeah. that I can do music the rest of my life and, know <clears it throat> and be that. secure with it and not feel like, what if I don't ever, like, the anxiety of, like, what if I just can't continue doing what I love? I don't want to be in that vulnerable place for the rest yeah. of my life, but I <laughs> to you know, be making music like Emmylou Harris with gray hair. You know, just mm-hmm. like you know that with these relationships that I built my whole life around. You know, and yeah. that that I just want to make music for the goodness of it. And you know, from from the way that you know, I think we all think we have to go about it. This is where we hear these horror stories and you know, granted I wasn't on a major label but I was on a label with a management thing and it it was really, really awful. It was a terrible experience. Oh, wow. And and granted I do it does come down to people and your environment and there's mm-hmm.
2: just
1: people people see money. It, music business yeah. the reason why people get in the music business is because it is a gamble when it comes to the to, there's a huge payoff. There's loss, but there's a huge payoff if it works, and people want to get involved, and that's just, you know, you just get so many really interesting people, and it's, sometimes yeah. they're really good at hiding their snakeskin.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, now, love
1: that. You know, that should be a new song. Snakeskin. Oh!
2: There, <laughs> there you, you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be interesting. <laughs> and
0: then you can tell everybody that you... That you came up with that on our show.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, let's flip. Let's flip the switch. Usually, it's funny. You never know how um, we're going to go because, of course, I got just an outline of stuff I want to talk about, but I never go by it. You know, I just let the where it flows. And usually, we talk about the good, then the bad. Well, we talked about the bad, so let's flip it and talk about the good. <laughs> now, um, you, you know, you. Um, when you look back on your life now, what what are some moments that you can say, "Wow, I did that"?
1: I mean, now that I'm I'm much more of like a mature adult. Like what I'm proud of is like the fact. That, like I was just saying to my mom the other day, and it was to my parents also saying were like, "We're so proud that mm-hmm. you you used your your degree, your intelligence, you're a smart woman." Um, and you stuck with it, and you fought for this music to come out when everything was against oh, wow. you. And, and they said mm-hmm. that they were proud that I didn't let it defeat me, and that I
2: mm-hmm.
1: I hung in with my faith. I got through all these really challenging things with my head held high. And, like, this year, all these great things have started coming back. And I think that's oh, what wow. I'm most proud, that, like, I, and mm-hmm. I, I'm proud of myself for, like, yeah, I've gotten to do, like, really amazing things. I mean, the fact that, you know, I was able to return to my hometown and play with the entire symphony orchestra, my original music that took a whole year to to do. And, or the fact that I got to sing the anthem at, you know, the Patriots, like Gillette (laughs) stadium and Fenway for the Red Sox or like NASCAR. And, you know, the fact that i'm getting to go to japan and australia this year to sing and i get to take my parents and give them we get to go make memories together this year oh, like wow. i get to take my parents on something that like we'll, for, we'll forever have so i think i'm just like truly in this place of appreciating everything and um you know again it's definitely something that i'm just proud that I'm not in that place anymore. What a, like, when you're down and out, like, oh, it's mm-hmm. tough. <laughs> you can't see the wow. light. So I, think, mm-hmm. I just think, um, you know, it was one hell of a year, but I do feel very blessed that um, it was a hell of a two years. I mean, and, and then I had a year of aftermath. So it was really like a three-year mm-hmm. process of, like, a lot, and yeah. then the year prior to that, four years old together with Max, my cousin, getting diagnosed, and you know, mm-hmm. it. I think like I look back, and I'm I'm thankful for the challenges God gave me because yeah.
2: you do have
1: to go through these things yes. to um, really appreciate the little things Your life. in life, and it's the little things of like the sun is shining, and I'm very very blessed to be breathing, yeah. and that kind of thing. So. I mean, I've, I've gotten to do a lot of really cool things that, you know, like, you know, I probably met every huge country star, you know, I was, you know, like, I was, the fact that I even got to, like, have a conversation with some of these people, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, okay, you know, this oh, wow. is cool, but, that um, is
0: real, really awesome, yeah,
1: I don't know, <laughs>
0: It's funny. You don't know, but you just told us a bunch of stuff. You yeah. <laughs> Well, have a songwriter. You could be in a
1: room for yep. five and, hours.
0: and that's what and I love about. Song. And that's what I love about songwriters. Um, the more we get to know songwriters and all that, and that's Sandy's dream as a songwriter. We we write together. When I say write, we write lyrics. We can't do the music yeah. yet, but one day we will. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But we um, but. When, when you talk to songwriters, and now, Grant, I guess it's not 100% of songwriters out there. I mean, there are some that, are, that this might be an exception to. But for the most part, all you got to do is listen to their songs, and you can pretty much tell their life because that's what their oh, songs 100%. are. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I love that about songwriters. You have to be vulnerable to be a songwriter. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be vulnerable to be a singer even though I still think you should be.
3: <laughs> but mm-hmm. to be a yeah.
0: singer-songwriter, you have no choice to be a singer. And, and that's one of the things that we wanted our show to be about, is we want artists to come on here and be vulnerable with us. Because we, cause we, yeah. you know, we believe that a lot of shows don't do that because they're scared that the fans may look down when they hear the raw stories, the rawness of the stories. But I believe the opposite. I believe if we can help up-and-coming artists get their stories out, then that actually will connect them to the right fans. hmm uh,
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, as I get it because I remember, like, you know, in countries, like, the epitome of, like, okay, here's the three things that you can talk about. Don't say this, blah, blah, blah. I mean, for me, I'm, like, not good with that. I am an open book, which – does put me in a more vulnerable scenario but here's the thing I want to connect with people and I want them to know that I am for real and genuine and Mm -hmm. the thing is part of like I've been reading a book about vulnerability and it's actually like Mm -hmm. a huge thing of like growth and maturity but like Mm -hmm. if you're ashamed of your past or what you've been through then you're like you're holding on to so much more like negativity that is Mm -hmm. ultimately like not letting you you heal either because listen, nobody's perfect. And if you are, well, Mm -hmm. tell me what the formula is because dang, (laughs) like that must be nice. (laughs) Like, I mean, I think we like, you have to say, you know, I, I don't know. I, I find that like, I just find it, I mean, in this day and age where social media is just like, gives you such a platform at this point to really see what someone's doing, like every single day, like, I mean, if you're hiding yourself, like I, this is what I always say: there's artists, and then there's singers. There's a huge mm-hmm. difference. Artists mm-hmm. are completely—they mm-hmm. are like, like it's just the whole package. It's like the whole thing. And then yeah. there's people that just really like to sing and sing songs. And you, I can absolutely every time tell the difference. <laughs>
0: wow, that, that's so true. And I so think true. it's genuineness.
1: It's, it's because if you haven't connected to your soul as a singer, then you're just singing. Like, and you can tell, like you, you gotta like connect, connect, Mm -hmm. be there. Like every time, why I like to sing songs that I've written and and not Mm -hmm. that I don't like singing songs that I haven't written. I'm just saying like, I have to truly go to a place of like, every time that I wrote that, like I go back to like, why did I write that song? I go to that, like, anger or that empowerment or that sadness or whatever i can mm-hmm. go there if i'm connected everyone in the audience is connecting with me because they know yep. that i did it
0: they can feel mm-hmm. it you don't you don't they don't yeah. just hear the song they feel the song
1: i know it's like it's like that of jackson file like, can you feel it <laughs> can you feel it mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I was
2: gonna talk this morning. <laughs> I was it's been in my head all day. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> you
1: know
0: I think we're ready to take everybody to church here, because that's how I feel oh. with sanctuary. Um so we're gonna take a small break and then after the break we're gonna play sanctuary and then we're gonna come back and talk about that song. How's that?
3: Sounds good. All right. Hey everyone. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at the SportsGuysPodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
0: And now let's take everybody to church with the song by Morgan Miles Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. at the church
3: hey, <laughs> yes yay. what a great song <laughs> powerful
0: <laughs>
1: thank you so much
0: so what brought that where was the story behind that song
1: um a big part of it was uh you know obviously um my cousin had been diagnosed and um it was just a really difficult time. So this song was written quite honestly more at the early part of his diagnosis, um, but it was mm-hmm. more of like a prayer for the family,
2: like yeah. a prayer.
1: Of, like we all have to come together, and this mm-hmm. is going to be really tough, you know. Like we, we need to come together as a family because, like, we're going to lose a child. Like we're
2: losing
1: mm-hmm. – and um he got a mutated gene of what our grandfather – passed away of, and Mm
2: -hmm. um, so we weren't
1: really over it yet, you know? We we weren't Mm -hmm. really there. Yeah. Um, And so... It was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, it was just a spiritual place. I, I had, like, the, the melody in my, my – I had Sanctuary, and I had the the melody of Sanctuary for the chorus. I walked in, and me and Steve Pash wrote this in, like, two hours. Like, we were just – it was it was literally like something was sitting in my heart, in my chest, and I needed to get it out. Wow. So, yeah, it was just a very effortless song. But I think, like, when you're in church, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, gospel-wise, like, it's like mm-hmm. when you feel that spirit of God coming on, and you just have to let it out. And, like, that's kind of like, I'm Catholic, so we don't really do that. But, like, my band <laughs> is very gospel-based, and I, I just mm-hmm. think they've made me realize, like, it just, you know, they've made me feel, like, music in a different way at times, like, yeah. even in the writing sense, so.
0: Yeah, because when we first heard that song, I was like, ooh, Moken's taking a different route here. <laughs> yeah, Honestly,
1: it's love. like I've been making music like that all my life. I just think country, it, it just didn't fit. So they didn't really people didn't want me be like putting that. It was too far off. So you know, obviously I went to hell with that. I'm doing what this is where my <laughs> heart is. Yeah. This is where right. this is how I was raised. This is my blood. Yeah. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that that's really awesome. So now let's go move into the second Song, Silent um, We're going to play it and then we're going to talk about it a little bit um, Make sure I hit the right One here, <laughs> here we go Morgan Miles, <laughs> "Silence." I
2: could call you every-
0: awesome song there.
3: Yes, yes. <laughs> Love that one, too. some anger, and, some
0: anger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can tell. He <laughs> said he was like, Woo, that's a powerful song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yep. clears throat> uh, so what learned yes, nord- of nord- nord- that one?
1: Great. Well, um, interesting enough, um, when I was writing this you know i wrote like 70 songs for this um ep at the time it was going to be an ep i wrote 70 mm-hmm. songs for it and my manager said that i would be able to be a part always of mm-hmm. the writing process or the picking like picking the songs so 70 songs down to 6 songs correct and so yeah. um mm-hmm. there was a meeting that was only supposed to be um the two producers and the manager deciding what just like what studio to choose and like what musicians to have, right I wasn't mm-hmm. allowed to come, that wasn't where it, so I got an email after that meeting that I knew they were having picking here's the six songs that we're going with. Let me know if you have any questions and okay. I was so angry by that point i have I was burnt out like Mm -hmm. writing every single Mm -hmm. day wrote 70 songs in five months i was very drained Mm -hmm. and i still had some really big rights left the next day i was actually writing with one of the producers with Mm -hmm. a a, like a bigger writer and i i i know my manager talked to some of the staff and was like oh she's going to give me the silence treatment here we go (laughs) like because he was always so rude (laughs) and i go i said to my mom i go well silence is the only way he'll listen. And fair enough, a lot of that track is demo of the day that I wrote it because of how angry I was. We couldn't get, we couldn't even, we could not get that intensity of that extreme back, but it's so funny Mm -hmm. because I was like, well, I guess it made it. (laughs) I guess it made it (laughs) to the top seven. And then he he was like, well, you know, you're wrong because I don't care. Silence doesn't work on me. I could care less. But I got to say, you guys, I blocked him, all these things, right? And silence is mm-hmm. what actually kept him away. So I guess it did work. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. It did work. <laughs> because you, can, you can't reason with crazy, you know? Like, you can talk to your blue in the face, but there's um, just some people that you might as well just stop talking. Like, it just ain't going to work. <laughs> like
2: That's
0: true. Yes. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I remember in our early years of marriage, <clears throat> the first five years, uh, I went through 19 years of addictions until God healed me from them 12 years ago. But the first five years of our marriage was still in that addiction. And, and there were times where I would do everything in my power to make Sandy fight. Uh-huh. She, she But that's not her. She no, I like, yeah. she, I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to yell, she, I'm not going to fight. She would just be silent. She, goes, you're, she even told me one time, she goes, you're just going to argue with yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so yeah. I had to learn quick, you know, her silence was her argument. That's it. <laughs> yeah, because it, it
3: forces you to
1: say, it forces you I think when you start to fight, like first off, that person that's so combative, it's I I think being silent forces them to take a step back, process what you just said and did. Yep. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: and truly go to this place of um like you know, why did I say what I do, blah 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 and then come back calmly and have a conversation. I'm the person that wants to have yeah. a conversation. Growing yeah, up, that's my sister me. was, mm-hmm. yes, I was kind of the mediator in my family because my sister was really, really loud, combative, still is, and so, really, my voice has always been this passive-aggressive voice through music or just, that's mm-hmm. that was the way that I ever talked about anything, really, because
2: mm-hmm.
1: those moments for mm-hmm. me, you know, I dressed I just, I hate confrontation. I hate it. I hate it. I'm not good with it. It makes me, I get anxiety. I worry. And so, and I internalize a lot. That's why I process. And then I can come back two days later and talk about it. And, but by that point, it, people are ready to talk in a more mature, rational manner, in my opinion. And
2: You're some right. people, they
1: don't want to wait. They just don't want to wait. They don't. They won't give you that room. And that's that's what this one person did to me. And I was like, No, 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 no. You can't control people to react the way that you want them to react. You, it just mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. You can't own another person. It just doesn't work yeah. that way sorry, but yeah. if I could control you, I'd tell you to shut up. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs>
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So what do you think about all this women in country was such a struggle for y'all?
1: I mean, uh, just, I mean at this point, I, as you can see, I'm listed as a singer-songwriter because I think that defines me the best at this point. Um, I don't really relate to what's coming out on country radio anymore. So um, for me, I'm still just Morgan Miles and I am who I am so the singer songwriter path is one hundred percent more a definition of and and I don't Amen. for me like mm-hmm. music is music. Music isn't about yeah. the these suits that are making all these decisions. Music to me is about me and the listeners and creating art and why we keep why we keep putting it into these people's hands that have no like, ears. (laughs) I don't know. Mm -hmm. But for me, I, like, I just, the genres are going away because every genre besides country does not Mm -hmm. dictate by radio. Why country music is always so far behind, I don't know. (laughs) But, like, like, even I was sitting with Apple Music the other day, and, like, honestly, they don't believe in genres. And so... Mm -hmm. It's really just like the the reason there's genres, period, was a way to um, at the record store back in the day categorize mm-hmm. things, and that's why yeah. it was highly defined. Yeah, and radio. So, I mean, the fact that we're, we're that we don't have record stores anymore, radio is, <laughs> is already way out the door. You know, mm-hmm. and and here's how you can support females in country, right? And granted. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm semi-country. I I am who I am. Like, it is what it is. If you want to support women in country, stop listening to the radio and get music in other ways. And you're actually going to hear better music, period. Because there's some really talented females in this town. And it's not just country. There's talented females on all genres. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just... I've been... How I was raised was, like, amongst the Bonnie rates. That's how I learned how to play guitar. And, like the my my favorite record is tapestry because of how carol king writes and my you know i learned how to like truly like connect my soul because i had to do janice joplin and woodstock and i had to be her like all her crazy high self during that whole thing and like learn you know at like i think i was 14 trying to figure out what she was doing um so for me um I, I thought when I moved to this town with, with the success of, like, a Chris Stapleton, you know, mm-hmm. with the soulful side, I thought that mm-hmm. that's where it fit. Here's the thing. The fact that I'm a female, I'll never fit.
0: Yeah.
1: Because of yeah. the radio thing. But I think it's like this. Woe is me to the females. No, not really. Let's just be smarter and find ways to mm-hmm. get to the people that matter. And that's really yeah. it. It comes down to, like, yeah. how do we reach people? And go around radio. Casey Musgraves did, guys. We just need to do it, too. We need to find our way. That's right. Even with Mm -hmm. Casey being so successful, the label Mm. still did not support her radio single, Rainbow, after she internationally swept the world by its feet and won all the Grammys. She said, hey, country radio, turn your dials up. Rainbow, right after she won the Grammys, is going to country radio. It didn't do anything. But why would the label put more money behind something that was not going to be supported when she was making mm-hmm. already a lot of money for them? Why yeah. take the hit?
0: That's true. And I yeah. do
1: say it's like radio will have to take a hit to to get females back on the radio, like if that's the case. But they it's a behavioral change.
2: And mm-hmm. it truly
1: has to just be this effort. But, like, but here's my thing. Why? Why are we still fighting for radio when, like, at the end of the day, it's gonna be eventually a dead thing, just like all the other genres? Why don't we just fight for like, call it bro country? Let them have their radio time and do their thing, and it's that bitch genre. And and go be you and find other ways because if you look at what the the females that are actually kind of getting some kind of love, like Kelsey Ballerini and Marin and um. Mm-hmm like even Kim every single one of them is doing crossover work cross pop crossover work yep. to get hurt mm-hmm.
2: they are mhm
1: that's how they're having the success and actually having some shows like Marin, you know do you know my church never went number 1
3: i didn't know it that. never went
1: number 1 it was the and and it was truly the middle That launched her career. Uh, That was pop. I mean, it was EDM. The surprise,
3: the pop. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, like, I mean, it's a weird world. But like, at this point, like, I don't want to be like in this crew of like keep fighting we need to be heard because at this point like yeah i absolutely believe in it but here's the thing i do music because i love music for what it is it's not this game of like a movement for me music is just a different thing for me than yeah. this like game of like i hope one day that radio will play females and then maybe i'll have an opening <laughs> like what
2: <laughs> is
1: it yeah. this is crazy this is crazy
2: so, you know, as
0: we wind down the last like, 10, 15 minutes of this conversation, we always allow my little boy, our little boy, not my little boy,
2: <laughs> <yeah>. to ask, <laughs> one, old, old.
0: ask one question. So go to mommy. Okay. <laughs> we're a family girl every day. <laughs> so that's one more thing that we're different. We're family. Yes, I here he is. It.
1: This is Christopher. Uh, hi, 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 Morgan. Christopher. What's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Did you ask me what my favorite food was?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, my favorite food, you're probably not going to like it. It's kind of odd. I really like seafood, and I really like Italian food. So you put them together, <laughs> and I'm going to go with shrimp scampi <laughs> from my hometown. channel. <laughs> just like a really good sh- but. But it's, it's from this place called Maroon's. It's the only place I like it from. It's just the banging most amazing thing on the planet. Now I want to be in Pennsylvania right now eating a bowl of pasta. It's exactly what I need, right? A bowl of pasta.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's yours, Lucas? But I
1: like that.
2: Color. Uh, a pizza.
0: <laughs> oh, he loves
2: pizza. Oh, yum.
1: What kind of pizza? What toppings?
2: Pepperoni.
1: I knew it. I had you pegged. I was like, I
2: thought
1: he was a pepperoni
3: guy.
0: Yep, he is. Bye. Bye,
3: Christopher. Yeah, he always... Yes, he enjoys that. He always does. (laughs) So
0: cute. That way he's part of our little show. And, you know, what? he'll be able to look back when he's 16, 17, 18, and say, yeah, if, if we become the size of one of them, like Bobby Bones or something... He can look back, hey, I was on your show at the back beginning. I remember. Mm hmm. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. <laughs> I'll be like, why did you make me do that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> probably what,
0: that's probably what he'll say. Yeah,
1: probably.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> he'll always be recorded
0: now as asking right. that. Right. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So, this is a two part question. You've probably heard the first part a million times, but I'm going to ask it anyway. The second part, I don't. I bet you probably either never heard it or only heard it a few times. First part is oh boy. if you if you could co write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? And the second part is what would y'all write about?
1: I think it'd be Carol King because of that I mean, she just has this raw ability. It's like she knows that like how to simplify like life and mm-hmm. love and for whatever cool. you're going through <laughs> the, her music travels with whatever it is and so it's it's like it's so like in your bone marrow like in there it's in there <laughs> but somehow mm-hmm. it keeps rotating with your different life obstacles or different ups and downs without mm-hmm. like too too like too like too descriptive like it, well that's obviously about this you know like she, <laughs> she this music it never seems to grow mm-hmm. like out of style, you know how the eighties can kind of it takes you it that is a that is a time her music mm-hmm. is just this classic thing that I just don't think will ever age it's timeless,
0: yeah, yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. and what would you all write about
1: life I mean the fact that she <laughs> can make a song like um like you've got a friend like I, I I don't think I've ever written a song like with friend in it and it not sound like to me cheesy how she can make anything like just sound so real and like just honest I would I don't know what we'd write about but I would say I would say it would be something on the scale of just really just talking about life like the other person that's so amazing about that is Lori McKenna mm-hmm. like yeah. she just knows how to like Right. these like super realistic, but like putting like the furniture in the room in a way that's just like, I know what you're saying. I'm there with you. And it's not and she's talking about life, like in a yeah. super way that doesn't sound um, like, oh, it's my grandmother talking to me about this. And I'm annoyed because you're being mm-hmm. preachy. It's just real honesty. And you're like, yeah. you know, Humble, Mm -hmm. like, I would never think that I could write a song, like, humble and kind and not be, like, too preachy and think to myself, Mm -hmm. like, I shouldn't be saying Mm -hmm. this to people, but how how it was written was so, like, prideful in a way of, like, taking pride for yourself and who you want to be, who we all strive to be.
0: And that's Mm -hmm. a real
1: moment. That's a moment of we all want to be that person.
0: Mm -hmm. That's. So, so um, I would
1: say it would be. So, I would want to write something about like the meaning of life and like doing it in a way yeah. like whatever that tale, that connection between what me yeah. and Carol. <laughs> I love this. Let me visualize <laughs> what me and Carol could <laughs> have in common.
0: <laughs> so if you had a magic wand, where and I'm and I'm gonna say why I'm saying it this way in a minute, but if you had a magic wand. Where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm saying it this way is February 11th was, was the five-year anniversary of us asking that same question to Kelsey Ballerini, and her exact answer was almost what she's living right now. So, uh,
2: So, um, yes, okay. you had a
0: magic wand, and this was going to come true. Where would you want to be in five, within five years?
1: I would like, okay, I would like to be pushing an album, doing a world tour um, that, um, a world tour, But if I'm on a tour bus, that means I'm doing really well financially, Mm so I'm going to say a tour bus, so I'm not, so I'm not in a van anymore with a a trailer Mm attached, that would be nice,
2: Mm -hmm. super nice.
1: I would love to buy the house next to my parents on the lake with my soulmate, whoever he is, wherever he is.
2: <laughs> and, um,
1: and and just truly be in a place of like a security of like I'm I'm going to make it doing this as a living, as a career, and um, just with like a, t- a team around me mm-hmm. that I absolutely trust and I absolutely love. Um, that, and I know that I'm already halfway there with that team, but, um, yeah, making music, making, making money so that I, I don't, I'm not worried about money kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think we all, I think we all strive for that no matter what, but, um, but yeah, like finding, finding my man of my dreams, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's, if, if I've got, like, a down payment in a house, I'm doing good because I live with my parents yeah. right now. So it's just, like, some of these things that, like, you know, I thought where I would be already, just, you know, they haven't happened. And sometimes I get down on myself about that. So it'd be nice to just have some of those things that I really expected already <laughs> to happen. But I know I chose, I chose uh, we know quite the a crazy career. So, yeah, yeah. I mean – you know, it's one of those things that um I, I'm also blessed to know what I am really passionate about in my life and that mm-hmm. I'm not struggling to find purpose. Like I know my purpose. It's just it's just gonna take it's just gonna take that much extra work and I haven't given up yet. So um So there's no yeah. back door then. So there's what?
0: So there's no back door.
1: There's no back door. I'm only moving forward. I don't know yeah, what the, what yeah. does the back door mean? Like, that I'm going backwards. and there's no I'm back door as in,
0: as in there, there's no plan B. Music is your life.
1: No shit. I don't even know what to do because I was at that place this time last year and I was sitting there like with tears in front of like a computer be like, I mean, I guess I'm on LinkedIn. Like, how do I make a resume? Oh, I graduated wow. from college. What the heck oh, do God. I do? Like, should I become a teacher? I like kids. <laughs> it's just
0: like, oh wow. my God. You know, like, you know,
1: and, uh,
0: you know Carrie Underwood's story. Before Idol, she gave up on music, and from what, and I guess it was her grandma, or I think it was somebody. It was in her family, mother, I think. Or yeah. her mother. I think it was so, her mom. Um, said, mm-hmm. Convinced her to do Idol, and she says, "Okay, I'll do it for you, but if it doesn't, if this doesn't do anything, then I'm giving up on music and I'm going where my degree is." So she was at that crossroads. I
1: think we all get there um I mean uh, yeah I mean that's I that's when just you think find out who you there.
0: are and you know that exactly. that's when you find um, out that that's when you find out is this really a path? 'cause it, many people get there and they choose the other route. that's when you know it really wasn't their passion mm-hmm. right
1: absolutely um <laughs> But honestly, it's never, until I was like so, to, to, I mean, it took a lot to push me to that that level last mm-hmm. year where I was just like that hurt um, with it. because. It, but then yeah. I, I truly, once I sat back, I was, it's not the music that's hurting me. It's really this one person that
2: I yeah. trusted
1: is just creating a lot of havoc. And th- not to be crazy spiritual here, but like that's what the devil does. He's yeah, been on this exactly earth for a long right. time. You, you know, they know what to do. They, and I think the the closer to God and the more energy that you give out, that you are so, like, you know, open and you're this good mm-hmm. soul. That The devil mm-hmm. smells that. devil smells <laughs> it. It comes after you watch mm-hmm. it. And, like, and, whether you call that negative energy, whether you call that toxic people, what do you, whatever you call it, like, that, mm-hmm. you know, it's a real thing. And it's yes. like... So yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, it got really hard, but I didn't really, I never had a plan B ever. So because mm-hmm. I, I just didn't want to go there in my mind because it, I, I, I literally went to a place and like I'm scared if I if I'm gonna find an outlet still with music that's gonna make me happy. That's my mm-hmm. if that was my issue. Like yeah. you know, and I'm gonna feel like a failure that I gave up on so much, and he won. He won. That's why mm-hmm. I couldn't stop right then. I was like, yeah. the silver lining has to be this album. It's got to come out. And, and you know, this, this album's bigger than me because there's songs on there that other people need to he- hear for their own heart. Yeah. And it's not about Morgan Miles. Yeah. It's about what this music, I hope, can do. And, and then enough. B was if music is not if if music isn't what i'm supposed to be doing and that it's too toxic for me let it be mm-hmm. on different terms after this album comes out like let let <laughs> me be the reason i stop and not somebody that's an absolute yeah. snake that mm-hmm. just likes to take people down like let it be me that stops it so that i don't go i can't believe i let him win
0: yeah, exactly. That 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 was that was powerful. It's really powerful. i I'm, lo- I'm, I'm loving yeah. this. I should
1: have been a preacher. No, kidding.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so, if you knew somebody that was um, just getting started, and let's say that they're good. Let's uh, you know, of course, a lot of people out there they really can't sing, but everybody's told them they can. But let's say that they're good. Yeah. And they've and they made done a couple of shows, so they're just getting their feet wet. What advice would you give that person from this point?
1: I t- Well, what was told to me by by the head of A and R at Sony when I was eighteen and moving here? He goes, "You need to go get your heart broke." I'm like, "What? You you haven't had your heart broken?" Which A.K.A., but mm-hmm. you got to live a little bit and start singing mm-hmm. from your heart, from your soul. So I would say. Like, for me, it's not about, like, everybody focuses on everything else, but the one thing that's important, and it's the music and your story of what you want to say. So the music, but yeah. the story of who you are, who is that person inside that defines you that's different from everybody else? Reach mm-hmm. in, get vulnerable, get real, talk about it, get the music right, and then worry about it. Then worry about everything else after that. But if you don't right. have something new to say and something mm-hmm. that's coming from a real place, you, you do need to go live a little bit and get your heart broken. Go right you know, you've got to write, 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 write. And if you're, you're a crappy it. writer,
2: you're going ha- <laughs> to, you'll better. learn
1: eventually like what your sound yeah. is and hopefully get some songs pitched to you and, and then go from there. But like, to me, it's about honestly discovering who you are.
0: Mm-hmm. And that and you know, is the
1: hardest part.
0: Because <laughs> you know, sometimes people say that that there are people that want to say something, and then there are people who have something to say. And I, and I, what I'm hearing from you is, be the people who have something to say. That that has something to say.
1: I don't need a copycat. We've we've got <laughs> we've got plenty of Florida Georgia lines. We got plenty yeah. of Blake Shelton. We got plenty of Carrie Underwood, but you guess what? Yeah. We
0: only want to, no you. one
1: needs the cop. There's only one Carrie Underwood, right? That's the only, right. listening. only one. listening. So it's like, for me, um, be the new path, like be, be that person that, you know, like we want to know about you. Like, and, and that's, I mean, that's just really what it comes down to. I mean, yeah. you know, it's about vulnerability again. Go there's a lot of books yep. about vulnerability. Go read some.
0: Um there was even that it's something that with, I
1: didn't um,
0: know uh, a lot about. You know, there was that Ted Talk on vulnerability. I forget who that um I can't remember. Uh, Brene oh, that's Brown. Where I read no. It.
1: No.
0: Oh, yeah. That's
1: Brene
0: it Brown. <laughs> did you listen to the Ted talk she did of that?
1: I didn't no. I have the book you but need, my
0: friend Lori. Just, just put in her name, Ted Talk. <laughs> Vulnerability, and we find watched it.
3: that, and I, awesome. I still remember that. It is awesome. Yep, yeah,
1: that's, that's why <laughs> that book was given to me.
0: So, <laughs> now, that's funny. Yeah, you know, now, this has been really awesome. Um, I could talk yeah. all night long, you know, but tell uh, everybody how they can get in touch with you.
1: Socials are me. It's at Morgan Miles Live, and Miles is spelled M-Y-L-E-S. And my website's the same. It's MorganMilesLive.com. And, um, yeah, please reach out. Say hello. I'll talk back. And, yeah, that's me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, as you see, we give artists way more time than most other hosts. Because we we want your story out there. (laughs) You know, yeah, like it's about the said, story. You,
3: That's what we're connects with when, people.
0: When we've we booked interviews, some people have said, no, about 20, 20 minutes or so. Is, um, we don't do 20 minute <laughs> interviews. A little longer I'm like, we, we want to give you a chance to express what's on your heart. And if we've done yes, that, we've we do. done our job. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I mean, how can you get deep in 20 minutes is the real – but honestly, I can, I guess.
0: <laughs> so we, we want we want to have fun. We want to be serious, but we want to laugh. And we want people to feel like, you know what, this ain't really an interview. It's just a conversation, a dialogue. If we've done that, we've done our job. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Well, I love it. It was great talking to you guys. You're uh-huh. fun and easy and we, to
0: we enjoyed talk it. to. <laughs> Oh, that's great. And you know what? And oh, We look forward you. to having you back on in the next two, three, four, five months whenever you have new stuff coming up.
1: Yeah. On. Oh, yeah. I would love that. I would love that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> uh, it was great having you on our show. It was.
1: Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful uh,
0: weekend. Uh, oh, you, you too. too. We'll thank talk you. to you soon. Yes.
1: Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.
0: Bye. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed today. I know I did. It was one of the best conversations I think we've had. There's been a, there's it was. Several, that was just been, real, authentic. This was real. Realness. We've had a couple really realness like this, too. But this one was real. But anyway, I hope everybody has a great weekend. We actually got two shows on Monday. Um, yeah, yes, first one at 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yesterday didn't happen. Um, little glitches. But we rescheduled, so we got two on Monday, and we got pretty much the week filled up. So we will see you on Monday and hope everybody has a great weekend.